This is the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name's Ellen Fanning. I'm joined by Ruth Fisher. Ruth is currently undertaking a PhD at the University of New South Wales, looking at the reduction of odour emissions from biosolids. Now, she has a combined Bachelor of Engineering, Chemical and Bachelor of Science, Biology, with first-class honours from the University of Sydney. And Ruth has co-authored a paper entitled Improving Biosolids Management Through the Use of Odour Wheels. Ruth, welcome. Thank you fascinated by this idea of (laughs) odour wheels. Uh, How big of a problem are you trying to solve here in terms of emissions from communities surrounding wastewater treatment plants? Yeah, so biosolids have the potential to smell quite bad. And this is a problem for Sydney Water and other water utilities in that a lot of the biosolids produced in Australia are applied to land for beneficial reuse. This is a great application, but It means that the biosolids have the potential to um, emit odours, not only at the wastewater treatment sites, but also as they're being transported, usually by big trucks through populated areas, and then also applied to land once they get out into the farmlands. So there's lots of different areas that are kind of hard to control where Mm. the odours go. So, yeah. And and traditionally, how would uh, odour identification happen by the plant operators? Oh, that's a bit of a hard one. So odour hasn't necessarily been a key focus when it comes to biosolids processing. Typically, biosolids has been treated as a waste. So once it's out of the plant, then it's not the utility's problem. But now it's really changing as biosolids are being treated more as a product. So they're a great um, application when you put them into land, good source of nutrients, but the odours from the kind of limit the opportunities for their reuse. So why are you trying to work out what the odours are? If it's a biosolid, don't you know what the odours are? So each biosolid has different types of odours. So most of the odours are sulphur-based, so it smells like rotten eggs or rotten cabbage, quite horrible. But also, depending on what's been happening in the wastewater treatment plant, what types of processes are used, and also the different catchments itself, you can get different compounds present that you can smell and they smell different at different sites. And why is it useful to know what it is you're smelling? So once you know what it is, then you can link it to the compounds and then you can understand how your wastewater treatment plant is causing these compounds to be present in the biosolids or maybe creating these compounds from something else. And what can you do about it then? Well, then depending on what the compound is, maybe you could store it for longer on site and wait till those compounds are degraded or you can change some of your upstream processes. So maybe if you have an odor that smells like feet, you can then uh, decrease the time it spends in the primary sedimentation tanks. So it's a way of kind of having a first trial of seeing what's happening in your process and then you can make changes. So we've talked a lot about um, the proliferation of low use sensors for a whole range of um, different ways to ensure the quality of water. Um, you're investigating the potential of the human nose as a citizen sensor. How? What's the idea there? Yeah, so odours are really hard to measure because odours are how a person perceives an odour emission. So a lot of these sensors, they detect the odorants, so the chemical compounds responsible for the odour. But humans are really variable, so 
Some people are more sensitive to odors and some people are less sensitive to odors. So this is a way, if you look directly at how people interact with the odors as your sensor, then you can remove that potential error, which you'd adjust for if you were using the sensor measurements. Mm. And are we as good as, um, as, a, as a mechanical sensor or are we better? For instance, if you and I smelled something, would we both, would we both smell rotten cabbages or would I smell fairy floss and you'd smell cabbages? <laughs> so there is a bit of variation in the population, but typically something that smells offensive is smells offensive to everyone. But if you have a way of kind of grouping and describing odorants, which are um, kind of standardized. So this is where the odor wheels come in. They provide a number of different categories and then you can choose what you think it smells like. And, and what's the, how's that useful? It promotes a platform that people can use the same language to communicate. So say someone in the community is smelling something and they think it's horrible and it's becoming a nuisance then they can look at this odor wheel and they can say, I think it smells like feet or I think it smells like lemons or something like that. And then they can use the language that the plant operators know already. So then they can be talking about the same thing. And we're reliable. There's no sense coming up with something mechanical and going to all that expense because I, you're saying humans are pretty reliable, the human knows. Well, I think if we're talking about nuisance impacts, people are usually much more sensitive than machines. So this means that you might not be able to measure an odorant, which someone who's particularly sensitive in the community could then smell. So this is a way to kind of protect for those really um, sensitive people in the community. So um, an odour wheel, what a thing to behold. Um, <laughs> the middle of the odour wheel deals with general areas. Uh, the one I'm looking at uh, mentions sulphur and within sulphur it invites me to say, well, could be rotten eggs, uh, maybe it's more like rotten cabbage. No, maybe it smells like, more like a rubbish bin, a rotten onion, <laughs> a truffle, or it could get all the way through to garlic-like. Now, uh, around the outside of the wheel, the, the far outside, you've then got a whole heap of uh, uh, names of various chemical substances. Is it as simple as saying, aha, if I smell rotten eggs, it must be hydrogen sulphide. If I smell something garlic, it's something called allyl methyl sulphide. Is it that simple? Snap? The odour emissions are usually combinations of lots of different odorants. So what you could do is kind of put a dot on which of the different primary categories you smell in your overall emission. And so then you can pick out which is the most intense characteristic. So typically for wastewater treatment plants, it is rotten eggs with the hydrogen sulfide. But by identifying these other types of primary odor categories that are present in the emission, you can see what else is in the odor emission itself. And uh, this, as I go round the odour wheel, it deals with putrid smells right through to <laughs> sewery smells, right through to fresh and natural smells, fishy and ammonia smells. Is this the human odour wheel? Is there only one odour wheel? There are so many odour wheels. So the odour wheel is like a really useful tool for communicating different types of odours. So there are lots of odour wheels um, for water quality. So they take into account the off tastes in the water reticulation um, networks and there's 
lots of different odor wheels as well in the food and beverage industry so for coffee and beer and i even saw an odor wheel for historic old books the other day they were looking at the different odor aspects of books so the odor wheel concept is a really well established trend but it's a really useful mechanism for creating a common language to talk about odors so you're talking about using it for effective monitoring and reporting uh, of odors what are some other key findings from your research so my research has really been focusing on looking at how the wastewater treatment plants operate and linking that to the underlying microbial and chemical processes that are happening and then these processes are the ones that influence what odors are generated throughout the process so with this underlying data set of what's going on linked to what odors are present, you can kind of link different odors to different process conditions. So if you smell something unusual, then you can have a bit of a guess as to what's happening in your process. So it's a bit of an early warning system as well. And do you imagine that this would be used by people working in the plant and driving those trucks and out on the farms where the biosolids end up? Or do you want one of these as a magnet on every fridge along the road? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it depends. It depends on what people want to do with it. So a lot of operators, they, they kind of know what how their plant operates in terms of how it's meant to smell. So this could be a tool to support them to kind of formalise that process um, it's also really useful in community engagement. So it allows people to communicate nuisance odour emissions. So if it were to be used with the farmers at the land application sites, they could kind of check that the biosolids quality is the same all the time. And if they smell something particularly offensive, then they can link to what it could be caused by as well. That's wonderful research. Thank you so much for telling <laughs> us about it. Thanks for having me. This is the Australian Water Association podcast series.